The title of this message is Perseverance Through Afflictions. My name is Chaplain Gail Crock. I am president and co-founder of the Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. This is a message that the Lord has laid on my heart because this is surely a hard thing to do. Being uh, patient and persevering through afflictions is very difficult. The word afflictions, the definition is disorder, disease, malady, ailment, illness, handicap, suffering, distress, pain, trouble, misery, hardship, misfortune, adversity, torment, tribulation, and woe. And the definition for perseverance is continuing in a course of action even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospects of success. Wow, that is hard to do. Today I want to look at a couple of scriptures and I want to talk about seven keys to persevering through afflictions. There are a number of scriptures I want to read, but first I want to read 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9, and then I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. They're going to kind of be our launching pad for this teaching. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Then it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal weight of in glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul understood how to persevere in afflictions. And so I want to talk about seven keys, seven things he knew. And those seven keys helped him to get through the hardest of trials that he went through. First of all, he understood that there was a treasure within him. He understood his purpose, call, and destiny for his life. The Bible says we have this treasure in jars of clay. Why does it say jars of clay? Because when God made Adam and Eve, he made us from the dust of the earth. Um, so a clay jar is fragile. And when you and I were born, God put a treasure on the inside of us. And that treasure is God's secret plans and purposes for our life. And so as we begin to understand who we are and what our purpose is and what God's call is on our life, uh, we can persevere through about anything because that purpose and that call will keep us in the hardest of times. And that is what Paul understood. Secondly, he kept the right attitude. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, I just wish the Apostle Paul would have put in there, Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. That would have made it easier. But no, he didn't have to do that. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He knew the importance of keeping a right attitude. 
Then it says in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you might be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Wow. Keeping a right attitude is really hard, and rejoicing always takes a lot of work. And we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit helping us each and every day. Number three, he remembered all the trials of the past that the Lord had delivered him through. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 25 through 27, tells us of some of the trials the Lord helped to deliver Paul through. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a day and a night in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. Number four, he kept control of his thought life. Wow, how hard is that? But Paul understood that keeping control of his thought life was very important as it related to him keeping a right mindset and remaining in victory in the midst of the battle. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. Now, this is something that is very hard to do. Because the Bible tells us that our thoughts don't want to be obedient. We have to make them obedient. So once you know that you're in a negative thought process, you want to give that thought to the Lord. But when you give that thought to the Lord, you don't want to stop there. You want to change what you're thinking on. You want to go to Philippians 4, 8, and you want to begin to meditate on the things that are true and noble and admirable and things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Why? This will keep you in a right mindset in, a, in the middle of an affliction. Point number five, Paul knew how to fight the good fight of faith. He understood spiritual warfare. 1 Timothy 1 verses 18 through 19 says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well. Hold on to faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For our wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Paul knew how to fight. He knew how to use all the weapons at his disposal. He knew how to use the word of God, 
the name of Jesus, the blood of Christ, and he knew that fighting the good fight of faith in the midst of his struggle was important. If God has given you a word through somebody else and you know the voice of God came through that person to you, write it down and use it in the middle of your trial. Fight with it as a weapon. Use the word of God. Point number six, Paul knew how to keep a heavenly perspective. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul understood that in the midst of trials, he needed to keep eternity in mind. Point number seven, he prayed in the Spirit on all occasions. Ephesians 6.18a says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Paul understood the importance of prayer. And he was a man of prayer, and everywhere he went, he stayed in an attitude of prayer. And this really helped him to maintain the victory and perseverance through afflictions. I want to thank you today for joining me for this teaching. And I just want to say to you today, if you're persevering through an affliction right now, and you're in the midst of a trial, don't give up. I want you to know the Lord is with you, and he can help you to gain victory in your present situation. Now I'd like to pray for you. Dear Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice right now who's in an affliction or a trial or going through something really difficult. I pray that you give them the power and the strength to persevere. I pray that you would surround them with your presence and send your holy angels to minister to them and to guard them. In Jesus' name, amen. To learn more about spiritual care, I invite you to go to our website, spiritualcareconsultants.com. I also invite you to visit our media site, which is scchealingbegins.com. In closing, I want to say, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. And remember, in the present storm you're in, you're not alone. Jesus is with you.